0: We love supporting and promoting the creators of musical theatre throughout the world, and we would love to have your support as well. Go to musicaltheaterradio.com and click on the Become a Patron button, because a supportive community is a strong community. Welcome back to another episode of Be Our Guest here on Musical Theatre Radio. I am your host, as always, Jean-Paul Yovanoff. Earlier this May, I went down to New York City to see The Ten Commandments with our good friend David Serrero. But his show was on Sunday, so I had to find something to see on Saturday. Now, I love off-Broadway shows because A, they're usually new or different, and B, they're cheaper and I can afford them. Um, So I was looking through the list of shows and saw the musical Islander. I took a quick listen to the beginning of a few of the songs. I thought, this sounds cool, and got my tickets. Let's just say I was pleasantly surprised and blown away by the show. The next day, I went to the website and sent a message to their PR people that I would love to interview someone involved with the musical, because more people need to see this show. And thus, we come to today's guest. It gives me great pleasure to welcome to the show one of the two leads of Islander, a new musical. Kirsty Findlay. Kirsty, welcome.
1: Hello. Thanks for having me.
0: No problem. Oh, thank you for the show <laughs> and and uh. what you brought, and it it's incredible. And and we'll get more into it, but I always like to get to know my guests a little bit better uh, before we get into that stuff. So, who is Kirsty in thirty oh. seconds? The thirty oh. second bio. <laughs>
1: Oh no I wasn't prepared for this. Um, <laughs> okay, So uh, I'm an actor from Scotland. Uh, I grew up there. I've lived there my whole life and um, I do lots of different things. I'm an actor, singer, actor, musician. Um, I love yoga. That's a big part of my life. Um, this is my first like proper stay in New York so I'm um, chuffed to be here and looking forward to seeing lots of shows. Oh, is that good?
0: <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. We know who you are now. So, so were you always in musical theater and theater growing up or is that something you discovered a little bit later in life?
1: It was something I've always been into, to be honest. My family's very musical. So my mom is a singer and my dad's a drummer and they were in a band together and also various other members of my family are musical as well. So, it was a very natural progression for me. I was always supported in my line of work, which was, I think, something that a lot of my actor friends maybe didn't have if their parents were in a more, let's say, financially secure <laughs> um, line of work. Um, but I was always very much supported because my parents have been there and they know how it works. And um, so I started off, I think I did music first, actually. And then I got more into the acting side of things. Um, and I've, I've been on like, I, I do like a lot of straight plays as well. So I, don't, I do musicals and, and actor musician shows and musicals as well. So I do as broad a mix as I can, to be honest, because I just like doing lots of different things.
0: It's theatre itself that you love, not just musicals or plays, right?
1: Exactly. It's the live element with the audience and just experiencing it with them.
0: I'm always curious, is there anything else you wanted to do? When you were growing up, you thought, I love theatre, but maybe I want to be this. And, and you just didn't go in that direction.
1: So when I was really wee, when I was really little, I did maybe want to be a vet
0: <laughs>
1: or a hairdresser. <laughs> That's kind of it, to be honest. I, I decided I wanted to do the, theater or per- perform and acting from like quite a young age. So like when I went to high school, I knew all the subjects I was going to pick and I knew what degree I wanted to do. Um, so it was, it, it just was kind of a non-brainer for me. Okay.
0: Well, as an actor, you kind of have to do your own hair. So you you do a little bit of that <laughs> hairdressing. That is
1: true. Although I don't have any pets. Mm. My partner is very sadly allergic to cats. And oh. I love cats. I'm oh, desperate no. for like to get like a rescue cat. And there's so many dogs in New York and it makes me really want a dog. <laughs> but, um, he's allergic to like pet hair. So. Oh
0: no. Oh so- well to know, maybe a fish or something without fur?
1: We could get a fish. Yeah, I'd I'd suggested a a minx cat, you know, the ones with no hair.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah.
1: He thinks I like them. He thinks they're terrifying. So that that idea has been vetoed from the (laughs) beginning. Okay
0: well the fish is easier you don't have to walk it and uh so we'll, we'll just throw that out there and, and if and if he's listening later maybe we've put the bug in his ear so yes <laughs> so um where did you go, where did you study before we get to the island where did you study uh, in scotland or wherever you studied
1: yeah so i studied at edinburgh napier university and i did a course in acting with english literature so i i loved it because i was i'm a big reader so mm-hmm. it was um literally split down the middle, half acting, half English literature. And I was in with lots of English students and film students and acting students. And um, yeah, I loved it. Edinburgh was a a brilliant place to study theatre because we have the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. So every year we would just see as many shows as we could. Some great, some not so great. (laughs) But that's, that's what the Fringe is. You see lots of people trying new things and sometimes they're not massively successful, but they tried it and... We did it.
0: Well I'm glad you brought up the frame Just one thing I think a lot of theater people would love to get over there because it, it's world known and and being there what's it like to to go to that festival? Is it as big and grandiose as I, I think it is or what's it like?
1: Yeah it's just the whole city is just absolutely buzzing with people. There are certain areas that are, that are so busy that you do tend to stay away from them. Like there's a bit called the Royal Mile mm-hmm. where everybody flyers you with their shows and they're like, you can't, you just, you're stopped every 10 seconds yeah. and you're, it's just, ah. So unless you're looking to see a show and you don't know what to see, I stay away from the Royal Mile. But it's, it's just great. The weather's normally pretty good. Which is well, not pretty good. It's it depends. It's Scotland, so <laughs> yeah, exactly. you never know what you're going to get. But yeah. when the weather is good, there's lots of places to sit outside. There's lots of different food vendors. There's just it's just so amazing to know that there are shows around every corner that you go to. It's different on my bucket.
0: Food. It's on my bucket list to get to for the Edinburgh for the yeah. fringe. So one day, one day. So let's let's talk about this musical that you're in, Islander, a new musical. Um, tell us a, a little bit of the synopsis of the show.
1: Okay, I'll try and give some, a summary without giving too much away. Yes. So <laughs> the show is about, um, it starts off with a girl called Ailey, which is um, my other castmate, Bethany Tennick's character. And she lives on a tiny fictional Scottish island called Kinnon. A lot of people think it's real, it's not. It's a made up island called Kinnon. Um, And the island is going... She's the only child on the island. Um, The child's going through a bit of depopulation, so there's a lot of older um, villagers, and um, she's quite lonely. And she finds this whale, this beached whale on the island. And um, it's not... not, This isn't a spoiler, but it it dies on the beach. And then from from then... um, there's kind of a, a myriad of things that happen. We, me and Bethany play a mix of many characters. I think I play about 17 characters overall, something like that. Um, and I play Elise Gran, which is a very heavily Scottish-accented, strong, funny woman. Um, and I also play a, a character called Aaron, which is probably my main character out of all of them that I play. Um, I'm not going to give too much away about her but she washes up on Ailey's beach and she's the kind of person that Ailey's never met before and Ailey's the kind of person that Aaron's never met before, they're from pretty much two different worlds and it's, the show is really about connection and what it means, what your home means to you, whether that's to do with people that you consider home or the places that you're from and how you navigate that into your life
0: great uh, i love it I, the, the funniest scene is when right near the beginning you you play the radio um personality <laughs> my brain had to try to catch the, the words at the beginning i was like okay this is <laughs> after a while i like my brain caught on, but sometimes there's words and, and sayings and things like that that yes. we just don't use over here. Yes,
1: there's, we we wanted to be really careful actually because the show features a is it a language a registered dialect anyway mm-hmm. called Doric? I think it is a registered language. It's a Scottish let me just call it a Scottish language, and it's from people who are up on the northeast coast of Scotland. And it's very thick. They use words that I don't use. My partner's from up that way, actually. He speaks Doric. He he speaks Doric. (laughs) Um, And we wanted to be careful because in the UK and when we did the show in the UK, we kept the accents and we kept the the words because um, even if people couldn't quite understand, they could grasp it in the context. But just because it's so foreign here
0: mm-hmm.
1: we pulled it back ever so slightly but we wanted to keep the kind of integrity of this heavily scottish and um, most specific characters like the dj the, the radio dj and the gran and yeah. um, just so that it was kind of clear that they're heavily root, the roots are in scotland and we didn't want to lose that so yeah. We didn't want to baby the audience too much. They don't need it. it might <laughs> no, take a couple of minutes, but that's fine.
0: Exactly. It only took it took a little bit. It's, it reminds me of the time I went, the first time I went to Newfoundland and their accent. And I was like, <laughs> okay, I got to try and pick this up now. But eventually I did, yeah.
1: We said the exact same thing. We went to see Come From Away a couple of weeks ago. And yeah. I know they They even said we met some of the cast after and they said that they'd softened, softened their accents for it. So even for us, like, you know, as a lot of people do, we were still tuning into it. And I was like, whoa, what's going on here? But <laughs> and that's OK. You don't yeah. I think we've had, you know, we've had some comments of, of people who come and see it that are annoyed that they can't understand every single word. And that I don't I don't really care about, that, to be honest, <laughs> because that's not like it's it's good to understand different cultures and to tune into different ways of speaking and I think if you get it from the context, that's, if I'm clear in my actions, that's enough for me.
0: Exactly. It's not like I didn't understand what was going on. It was just a word. If I, if if it was 30 words in a row, I didn't understand. That's a whole different thing. But it's one word out of the, I can gain the context of what you were saying. So you did a great job on that. So I understood everything. (laughs) So how long have you been with the show and how did you get involved?
1: So I've been with the show for four years now, actually, on and off, obviously, because of the pandemic and various different iterations of the show. I was involved because, uh, to be honest, I auditioned for it as just as an actor for a show. I didn't know anything about Um, The show had had a development the year before I auditioned for it. And that was where, you know, this production of it began. Um, But I actually auditioned. So initially, my character, Aaron, my main character was a a boy. So I auditioned for Ailey, which is Bethany's character. And then kind of through the process of the team developing it, there was no script. All that they knew that was it was about whales. Ailey was in it. There was a character called Aaron who washed up on the beach. And... That was kind of it, they didn't really know what was going to happen so luckily for me through the casting process they decided to change the character to a, a woman and um, and then it was offered to me and we went to this tiny island on Scotland called Mull, one of my favourite islands and I can't wait to go back, we are hoping to plan a trip there with the team when we can actually but um, we went to this tiny island and we devised the show for three weeks, we had three weeks to make the show Finn had 3 weeks to write the music which i think is insane because if you, if you haven't seen it the music is very complicated and it's it uses looping technology which is means we loop all of the sound effects the harmonies and um, a lot of the tracks live um, so Finn had to make those like just develop them and teach us teach them to us in 3 weeks it was a very full on process <laughs>
0: wow that, yeah, the, the music's incredible, the the way it because like I said, in the beginning, I, I listened to some wow. of it just to see if I would be interested in the show. And I went, like, okay, this is good. And then when I saw it live and how you did it, I was like, holy crap, this is this is brilliant. So was it is it an easy thing for, for you to to loop and, and making sure all that stuff works uh vocally?
1: So it's easy now because I've been doing it for four years but when we first got to Mull to make the show we were told we were using this looping technology which I don't even know was mentioned in the edition I don't know if they decided yet I can't really remember but I had never done looping before in my life. Bethany my co-star plays guitar so she's used a bit of looping but it was we basically had to learn a new musical instrument because I had never used anything like it before and it's very easy for things to go wrong if you're not paying attention. And it's, you know, we can get, we've had in the past or in this version of it, if someone drops something or if someone coughs, it will loop into the show. Mm-hmm. And then Bethany and I have to find a way to take that loop out without losing the, the main bulk of the song, yeah. which is means we take a lot of focus in the moment to work out
0: how to keep it going well that's actually one of my questions because I I've run sound and mics are what they are right sometimes they're nice sometimes they're not batteries etc and and Bethany did I think drop a mic in the production I saw and uh, and my first thought was uh (laughs) uh-oh how are they going to fix this if it's not a problem so has that issue come up and how did you get through it
1: so Bethany's never dropped, we've never dropped a microphone in the whole four years that we've done it. And oh. that weekend she she dropped it, which so we, well, you don't I, show up was that. <laughs> I know what, what I remember the one you were at. But um, I think it actually might have been because so in in Scotland, in the UK, it's a lot colder, but Bethany wears this beautiful, very thick cardigan, yes. very thick cardigan. Um during the show and it's a very small space it's in the round when there's a when there's a fair few people in the room it gets very hot and we're under the lights and we're we never stop we don't leave the stage in the whole 90 minutes so bethany gets really sweaty in her hands just lost grip of the microphone just for a second and and she dropped it but it's not happened since so wow. wood. i think that was just one of those things but if yeah if some luckily if things go wrong because we have so much control over the show we can do it again Mm. look again or if it's not a massive part of the song we can we can take it out it depends what it is yeah Um. we've not had any seriously major issues over the time I think but um but we luckily we know how to fix any problems that we have now
0: that's impressive. That over the four years, that the one show I'm at, <laughs> that, that, oh, that it happened.
1: We've never ever dropped a microphone. I cannot <laughs> believe it happened. <laughs>
0: um, I, but I'm just surprised it didn't because because it's you're you're moving so much and and you're moving around the 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 loop deck and 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 there's and it's so great because there's no set. It's just that rolling box and the two of you and and, and, and what and a pair of um, raincoats right? That, that's your, that's everything. And it's so good uh, what you've done. Um, when you mentioned a little bit about um, the dialect and, and over in the UK and here, uh, do you find audiences react differently to the show depending on what country you're playing in?
1: Yes, definitely. So I think when we first did it, so we've done a few different versions of the show, actually. When we first did this version of it, except it was 20 minutes shorter because we were at the fringe. So it had to be an hour, very short. So I think because we were playing to mostly a Scottish audience, they, you could tell they felt a kind of homeliness with the accent. Not everyone, a lot of people, most people in Scotland do not speak Doric. So it wasn't really that. It was just certain phrases that they've heard that they know what it means. Like there was a kind of familiarity with it, which, just the Scottishness of it was picked up really well and they understood it because it was their country and they got it. Yeah. We did it in London. It was a bit more difficult where we could tell the, the London audiences were struggling with the accent a bit more than the Scottish audiences. Um, but they still, they, we could tell they got it. They were still with us. Um, but I think that, yeah, we've had like here specifically, we've had laughs in different bits and um, and bits that do not get a laugh at all hmm. but generally as like the the audiences are a lot more vocal about the reactions which is really really nice i'm going to be totally spoiled when i go back to the uk because the the audiences there are just a lot more what's the word and um, they're just quieter and they're just happy to watch they'll laugh if it's funny but they're not, they're just not as loud generally as audiences in New York. So yeah. um, that's been really nice because it means that you know that they're with you. It's just very clear, And um, but it's been great because even if we've had like, you know, t- quite early on, like really small audiences, it seems like it doesn't matter so much the size of the audience as to whether they feel they can laugh or not. That's the kind of biggest difference I've found. In the UK, the smaller the audience, mm-hmm the less they feel, they feel a bit awkward about laughing out loud, but you don't get that here. It's the whole thing I'm not used to, it's great.
0: <laughs> it's kind of how I feel about seeing Come From Away here in Toronto and in Canada. I'm curious, I haven't seen it in New York and I'm curious how they would react. And I'd be curious how you know, it plays in London, in Australia. And, I, and I'd be curious how your show plays here in Canada as well. Because again, we have, I think being you know, cousins, <laughs> you know, um, that we have a lot more the the, the UK sensibility of, of theater and, and comedy and, and musicals, et cetera, et cetera.
1: Yeah, we were interested because there's been a lot of chat over the years as to different places that the show could go to. Mm-hmm. The show actually like, so it's been done in Poland and Korea, not by us, by a different production company in oh. Polish and in Korean which I find really interesting because they can use their own dialects for the characters because it's a totally different translation, which will translate in a really, it will just come across in a totally different way, which I would love to have seen. Um, but yeah, I've thought about whether like the show would work in Canada or Australia, like places that have got a lot of expats and cousins and you yeah. know connections to, to Scotland or the UK in some way to see what the humour was like. I actually did a show a couple of years ago, a Sc- another Scottish musical, and um, we played it, and we played it in Connecticut actually, and like Scotland and Ireland and London, and we did it in Australia, and the Australians really got it, but the people in New Haven, to be honest, there was a lot of swearing in it. Oh, About six schoolgirls who were having a night of drinking and mentalness, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, they didn't really like women, young, young women swearing so much. Whereas Australia didn't really have a problem. <laughs> no,
0: I, it's, it's, it's a dumb thing to say, but it's a totally different country, right? It is just so different down in, in the US compared to you know, the ex-Commonwealth or the Commonwealth. You know, yeah. we're, we all have the same sensibility. We all come from the same parents. Um, so yeah, I, I'd love to see this, your show come up here. I think it would it would do incredible.
1: Um, we would we would like we would love to go to Canada. Obviously, we don't know what's going to happen with the no. show next. Me and Bethany have been doing it for a long time now. We've got like Bethany's getting married next year. We've got other shows coming up. There's different things happening, and um, we're we're four years older than we were when we started. So we, it's funny we talk we talk a lot about how. Um, We're playing, you know, 16 16 year olds at times in the show. And we're also playing like grands. I think she's 85. So like I've got a big mix of characters, but how we've crossed over into being closer to different characters than where we started. Yeah. It's very interesting and just means we can relate to them in a whole other way. Well that's
0: a good question. Uh, you bring up a good point. You've been at it for 4 years. You've you've grown with these characters for 4 years. Has the character's grown as well and changed slightly or is, is it as you've, you know, you've aged, your your life is different and do you bring some of that into it or is it pretty much the same?
1: No, it's definitely changed. It it changes every time we do it. It's mm. with what you're saying like life experience, you know, things things that have happened, things that you've gone through age generally maturity level like just acting experience it's just there's so many layers every time we add which is why it's i think why playing so many different characters never gets boring because there's too many things to grapple with there's always more layers that you can add on and doing it for a whole other audience as well means the the show changes too and the characters change maybe not even consciously but they change ever so slightly to suit the audience that you're performing to so for instance gran when i did her in scotland she spoke very fast and she was like, oh come on over here blah 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 she was she was very fast we're just here to help with the understanding of it in a way i've made her a little bit older and a little bit slower and more deliberate with the way that she speaks which is another character element rather than working it as a technical thing i've worked you know we've worked in the personality of the character the way that they are which just a whole other thing to put on top, which is great.
0: Yeah, that's very interesting. That's very cool that you know you've you've grown up with these characters and they've grown up with you. Wow. Um, uh, so, uh, how long is, is the show running in New York, and where can people find more information about the show?
1: So the show is running until, let me get this right, the thirty first of July, the end of July. I'm you know, I'm just going to say the end of July. Because okay. so I get mixed up. My friend is getting married at the end of July, and. I forget which day is which. It's running till the end of July. Okay. The, Sunday, the last Sunday in July. Um, and you can find more information kind of all over the internet. We've got an Instagram, we've got a Twitter, there's a website. There's also a cast recording, um, yes. which uh, we all did in 2000, and, like just before the pandemic. And it came out in 2020, I think. Um, and that can uh, give you an idea of the music in it. But I think just like you said, you don't really understand... Um, what the show is until you see it musically because it's it's interesting to listen to but it's the the concept of the show means it's more interesting to see it happen
0: yeah well I, I downloaded it and I played on the station because I, as soon as I saw it I went
1: oh I have
0: this so yeah it's in rotation <laughs> <That's> so. <good>. <laughs> <laughs> so people will be able to experience it at any point um thank you so much uh, for coming on the show and, and talking about it and about yourself. And and I think more people need to go see this show because it is so, just good. It is so good. And and what the two of you um, bring to the stage is incredible. So congratulations oh, on it.
1: Thank you. We're, we're <laughs> really proud of it. And I think it's, I think because of the times that we're in, it's very, like what you were saying has got no set. So it's very theatrical. And it kind of, for us, I think the reason why we keep coming back to it is because it's so based in storytelling, as opposed to which are very valid, but like spectacle shows, you know, big, big Broadway shows. And they've got, I love big Broadway shows and they've got their own merit, but having something that's really stripped back and it's just focused on the connection of the people who are on stage in front of you. That's why we keep coming back to it, I think.
0: Agreed. Agreed. Incredible congratulations. Before I go, just one question. Which character do you match up with best, do you think? Which one do you relate oh. to best? Which one just sees the most of you in that or them in you?
1: Mm, so there's a character, there's a character in the show called Jenny. She's actually an English character, ironic, because all my other characters are Scottish, but she's a marine biologist and she is very kind of, I don't know why I picked Jenny actually, she's quite strict in her views, she... She's very caring about the animals. She tries her best to just, she loves her job and she wants to do what she can to look after the island and keep it going naturally, which I think, I think she's probably the most similar. I don't, do you know what? It probably changes on a daily basis because I love doing the DJ that I have is loud and she just enjoys herself. She has a great time regardless if anyone's laughing or not.
0: It was funny, the DJs, it's just funny. (laughs) Uh, again thank you so much uh, for coming on the show today
1: thank you for having
0: me no problem we were just speaking with Kirsty finley from islander a new musical um if you are in New York in 2022, because who knows when you'll be listening to this, it, up until the end of July, go see this show. Um, we'll be posting it on our social media and, and things like that. Uh, tune in next week as we'll be speaking with another guest or guests about their life, love and passion. That is musical theatre. I am your host as always, Jean-Paul Yovanoff, And until next time, I'll see you when I see you.